To learn a language is to have one more window from which to look at the world. So go on and open a window of possibilities for you. That is what you need to do. Go by learning this new language, you will open to that extraordinary possibilities that otherwise you wouldn't have. So why are you going to stop and not doing it for you, for your family, for everybody else? Hello, beautiful people. You are listening. I am Mantuana, and this is your host, Patricia Manley. I am a first-generation immigrant, a mom, a woman in tech, an international speaker, a healthy living evangelist, but above all, I am finally myself. This is your podcast, a space where you can listen to stories and lessons learned that can inspire you to grow and become a better version of yourself. Real life stories that will show you that you can also be the person you want to be. Practical tips and wisdoms with no filters coming from the heart, always with humor and that Latina drama twist that everybody loves. Be ready for a lot of fun, but also a lot of empowerment, because if I can do it, you can do it too. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful people. I hope you're having an amazing week. I want to tell you a massive, massive thank you for all the people that is supporting my podcast, is supporting this project, all the feedback, all the good words, all the nice and amazing messages that you have been sending me. That just helped me to continue with what I'm doing, to believe in this little project that I'm doing and to fulfill that purpose that I have to reach to you with, I don't know, some lesson learned and some wisdoms that I got along the line in all my years as a immigrant, as a first generation immigrant out there. But today I want to tell you a story about a girl who came to England a long time ago to learn the language. Her English was basic, but after a couple of weeks landing into a small town, she got a job in a pub. For people that don't know what is a pub, pub is a bar, and she got a job behind the counter serving drinks. She got the job in a local pub where people didn't like foreigners at all, but according to the landlord, because she was pretty, people wouldn't mind. Literally, the landlord said, if you don't understand something, just smile and they will be fine. And that was a true story. She learned the ropes very quickly. And after a couple of months, she learned the language behind the bar. You know, what was a screwdriver, a pail, a pins, a shanty, a lager, all these things. Until one day, the landlord asked her to ask for a taxi over the phone. She was terrified, but she dialed the number while sweating to wait for the questions. Where are you and where are you going? That was just terrifying questions. And at the end, she did it. And that day, she felt that she literally conquered the world just because she answered the questions and the customer arrived home safely. She was dreaming, or actually for her was a nightmare, that question. She knew that that was going to happen at some point, but she didn't want to arrive to that day when she needed to do it, right in the middle of the chaos of being in a bar and asking and listening, actually, the line with these two basic questions. Months later, she moved to Madrid and she was unhappy with the job she got. 
They were looking for someone with English and technical studies, but the job was more a project for a student. Until one day, she got the opportunity to have an interview for another job back in England. But the interview was over the phone. And again, the feeling of panic landed into her body, but she knew this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that she couldn't say no. She prepared herself the best she could. She went to a quiet place during lunchtime and took the call. And every time that she couldn't understand, um, she was telling the person to repeat, you know, what was it? Because the line was very bad. But in reality, she was buying some time to understand the question and answer in the best possible way. That little act of courage changed her life forever. She got the job. She arrived into this amazing opportunity right in her field, but she was still worried about her level of English. She wanted to sound like a native, and she was feeling that the job was too much for her. She felt that she didn't deserve it. One day, the company was offering a workshop on presentation skills, and of course she signed for it. That was something that she knew it was going to help her with everything about her presentation, the way that she was presenting herself to the clients, etc. On the first day, the facilitator asked everybody what they were looking for while doing the training. And when her turn came, she said she just wanted to sound like a native English speaker. And what the training told her that time stay with her until now. She said, look, I am Irish and when I came to this country, we weren't welcome because of the conflict between UK and Ireland. I have to hide my accent to live here. And that was a terrible experience for me because I changed who I was in order to stay in another country. You're not going to sound as a native English speaker ever. But what you have that no one else had is your accent. Your accent is unique and no one is going to sound like you. You will be memorable. People will remember you above anybody else. So embrace your accent and be proud of it. As you can imagine, by now, that person was me. With just seven months of English, I landed into a job that made me travel around the world, working for amazing transnational companies, speaking in front of hundreds of people and launching my podcast. One of the most common uh, reasons of feeling stuck where you live abroad in a country that speaks another language is the sense that you don't sound like a, a native. And that, let me tell you, is not letting you go and chase your dreams. The majority of the time, that is what happened. And I have been listening a lot of my friends that feel that stuck, feel stuck in what they're doing because they have that fear of going out and, yeah, because they're not enough. Look, I was there too. I was scared. But the cost of losing the opportunity of living my best life was so high that I just went for it without thinking much about it. The reason I'm doing this podcast in English is to reach as many people as possible, but also to push myself out of my comfort zone and show that you can do it too. Because the only way that is going to happen from here onwards is to get better and better and better. In my introduction, I told you that you were going to listen some Spanglish, uh, a weird accent, but also some silly grammar mistakes that after 17 years I still make. 
like, I don't know, confusing he and her, or she and he, all the time, like cutting the words at the end, using the wrong verbs in the wrong tense. But the important thing is that I can communicate my ideas and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, you can understand. I thought about writing every single word for my podcast first, then get a review from my husband to check if I was using the right words. But you know what? I realized that I wasn't going to sound myself. People will know soon that I was sounding more like a news anchor than the real Patricia. So if you catch my mistake, but you still get my message, I am definitely fulfilling my purpose. And actually, some of my friends, when they listened the intro and the outro, they were like, this sounds like a lady in Mark and Spencer, which is a very um, old-fashioned shop here that people of certain age, let's put it in that way, goes and actually is one of the icons of England. And I was laughing when my husband actually said that. It's like, yeah, it sounds like you, but sounds like you, uh, like in a Mark and Spencer way. And I was like, yeah, fair enough, but it's the introduction and it's the, you know, it's, it's the way to say goodbye. But I didn't want to lose my essence, you know, like that is the way that I express myself. It's not perfect, but by listening to myself over and over again in this podcast, I can realize what are my mistakes. And the only way, as I say before, that this is going is up and it's going to be better and better. My point is, how many of you are in a job where you're not happy, but you don't move because you are scared of speaking English? Tell me, just think about it. How many of you are terrified to finish your CV and start sending it to companies because you can't imagine yourself doing the interview? You can't imagine yourself making mistakes in the interview and trying to apologize. And and then you had, you know, spin around with fear and, oh my God, what what I'm saying. Like, how many of you can think to be in an interview. How many of you are in a job that is not what you want to do, but because you know how to do it, probably is a job that you just got the first time, usually is in restaurant or in a retailer or something like that. You know how to do it. You don't need to talk that much of English, to be honest with you. You're earning money and you have your little community of people there that probably aren't foreigners like you. So anybody speak proper English to say. And you don't want to go to the next level because you don't have the level of English that you think you need to in order to go to the next level. Or you don't want to move from this comfy, cozy job, even though you, I don't know, you are an accountant, you are a marketer, you are engineer, an architect, but you think that in order to get the job that you used to have when you were in your country, you need to have certain level of English. If that is you, I want to share with you five things that has been helping me all these years that I hope it will be useful for you as well. The first one is watch movies in English with English subtitles, with a notepad and a pen. And that was something that my teacher, one of my uh, teachers in my English class told me and was a really, really good exercise. Basically, I was watching the film 
I was there and every time that I couldn't understand a word, I used to stop the film and write them the word and sometimes even sort of like the context of that. So then when we were back into the class, we used to spend 10, 15 minutes talking about what we watch and then asking him what was the meaning of the word. And the amazing thing about that was that he was explaining the word in the context that we were watching the film. Because as you know, in all languages, one word you know means different things depending on the context. So it was a really, really good experience. So if you have the opportunity to have a conversation with a native speaker, just go and ask those questions and say, what is the meaning of this word? Because I was watching a film about these days or was this, the, the context of the, the, the film was, such and such, and you will learn a lot from that conversation. The second thing is accept when people correct you. So rather than feeling bad about yourself or feeling that you're not good enough, listen, stop thinking they are criticizing you and instead, thank them and ask them how is the right way to say it. Laugh about it. Love about, you know, when people put that face and you're like, sorry, is that, did I, did I say it wrong? So how is the right way? Don't feel bad about it. I don't know the country in the country that you're living right now, but in England, people are super polite. And sometimes they prefer not saying anything that telling you the mistake. But actually, I prefer when people correct me because it is the only way to improve. Otherwise, you will think that you are doing a great job and you will never, ever improve. Now I have two of my best teachers, which is my kids, and they are constantly, constantly correcting me. And it's funny, like seeing a little seven years old and 10 years old telling me, mommy, that is not the right way. Or actually telling me, I don't know what you're talking about. What, what is that? What is that? So the third thing that I will say is repeat like a parrot over and over again until that word is stuck in your mind. I used to walk from my house to my job when I was in that pot, repeating the words all the time, like water water. So I was walking, walking, walking and saying water, water. I looked like a loony walking around talking to myself, but I was butter, butter. By that time I was, you know, I learned more American English than English from England. So, you know, water and butter were quite important or things like vegetable, because, you know, we tend to say vegetable because we, 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 read the word with vegetable, vegetable, vegetable over and over again. But there are words that still don't get it right, like pizza, for example. Yeah, I know, probably you're laughing, but it sounds like an X instead of double Z. Yes, I, I don't get it. I don't get the difference between my pizza and the other pizza. <laughs> sheet and sheet and sheet and shit. Yeah. Yeah, probably you're laughing now. You know, like, um, don't don't ask me to say a shit shit in the middle of a business meeting because usually people will laugh about it. And I noticed that and I was like, what is wrong? And they were like, Patricia, you are sort of swearing. What do you want to say? And I was like, shit shit. And people laugh again. And I decided to change that word for guide reference. So now I don't say that word. I say guide reference. And people understand what I'm saying. But I realized that I don't get it. I don't get it. So I, I found a way. Another good word is focus. And as you can see, I'm speaking a little bit slowly. I need to stop and think about it. Focus. Because 
sounds like a swearing word. And especially when I'm on a roll and I'm not thinking or I'm, I'm not stopping, let's put it in that way, and I say the word, it's hilarious See, seeing people's faces like, oh, okay. Obviously, within the context, they understand what I'm saying, but sometimes I stop and say, sorry, it's, it's not the swearing word, it's focus, and they, they just laugh about it. And that's the thing, it's found the funny side of that, because again, the only way that you can improve is by understanding the things, the mistakes that you're making. By making a fun of that, you don't realize, but that person is going to remember. That that person is going to remember, this is the girl that say focus in the wrong way, you know? And they're going to remember, and you definitely going to remember that episode. And you're going to remember how to pronounce it in the right way. The other thing that I uh, really helped me was reading books to enrich my vocabulary. So pick a book that is light or modern. I mean, don't try something like Pride and Prejudice or The Lord of the Ring. Trust me, I try. And, you know, it was awful. I was most of the time looking at the dictionary to try to understand the words. Rather than that, try something close to real life. Imagine things like The Da Vinci Code or The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, or even Twilight. And if I'm telling you these three titles, it's because I read all of them, and they helped me with my English, because I could understand new words, and I, I could use the new words, and the ones that I know now, in different contexts. I love reading, but English for me was a short, was something that was like, oh God, was so painful. So what I used to do, I used to alternate books. So I finished an English book and then I was switching to a Spanish one as my reward. So I always took my English book as the homework, is like my project. Uh, take it like serious, not like a pressurable thing necessarily, but more like something that I need to do to improve, you know, my English and to improve everything, to improve my life and everything. But then I was switching to my Spanish one. So I used to all the time do that thing. And I found that an easy way to, yeah, to, to learn new things. So if you can get the word right and people don't understand what you're saying, then describe what you want to say. It happens to me until this day, I told you before, and always works. I describe the colours, what it's used for, you know, when I was using it, um, something famous that happened or something like that. And, you know, after a while, people will get it and then, and then they will tell me, oh, you're talking about such and such. And I'm like, yes, that, what is the name of that word? Uh, the name of the word is such and such. It's like, brilliant. So in that way, I learn several things. I learned how to pronounce it properly. I learned a new word. And also I learned the context and how to explain in the next time that, that I basically don't remember. So that is that has been a, a really good tip. And, and I think that comes from the side of uh, being a um, business analyst when you, you know, when you are trying to gather requirements and trying to understand what the customer wants, you try to, you know, create context and create different scenarios for the person to tell you exactly what they need. And I think finally, the last one is go out and open your mouth. Remember, practice makes perfect is the only way to improve. I remember that the first person that I spoke that spoke English in a fluently, not necessarily correctly way, in the house I was sharing with other people that 
or the foreign people. There were um, South African, there were uh, um, two French people, and then um, was my best friend Nelson. He's one of those people that is not scared of anything. This is this is the way that I see him. Probably he doesn't know that, but he is that kind of person that really don't care what people think about him because he's himself and and he is very successful in what he does and I always see him that that person who you know have the courage to do things that other people uh, don't do and say things that other people definitely don't do and at that time he got a job in a restaurant in the kitchen and very soon he was all talkative that he was kind of putting together more than two sentence you know when you are learning English that is kind of like a big thing and basically his secret was not being scared of opening his mouth and making mistakes. So if you can imagine the vocabulary that you can learn in a restaurant with like all people like talking about chips and fish and chips and, you know, like, I don't know, finger food and things like that. He's not the best one, but he nailed it. He was able to communicate with people. And the most important thing, people understood what he was saying. And when I asked him, like, how are you learning so quick? That is not fair. I'm the one getting all the good marks in my tests and things like that. And he was like, I just opened my mouth. I don't care what people think about it. Um, and that was quite refreshing. So I will say the same thing. Just open your mouth. You go out, open your mouth. You will make mistakes, but then you also will learn. The final point of all these is to take action. That is what you need to do. So finish your CV and send it to the companies that you want to send in, that you you feel that you want to be there. Believe that you will nail that interview. That is all about preparation. Even people, native speakers, that got nervous about an interview. So it's normal, but just be prepared. Believe that you deserve that opportunity that you feel that you are qualifying for. So believe seriously on your capacity, on, you know, what you're made for because probably you have that profession or that job back in the country that you were why you're not going to get it here right don't care about what you think people is thinking about you trust me people will appreciate the effort you are doing above the mistakes that you're making so don't start the interview or the conversation with people what saying sorry for my english don't do that just go embrace it because they are going to notice by you you know because of your accent, that you are not a native speaker, but also they will really, really appreciate the effort that you're doing. Think about it. You speak two languages. The majority of people will dream to do it. So be proud of yourself. I have a a funny episode, like after a while, when you start dreaming in English, thinking in English and speaking in English, you know, you get to a point that you feel quite confident with that. So I went to Paris one one time, long time ago, and I was trying to talk with someone in a restaurant or something like that, and they couldn't understand me in English. And inside of me, I was feeling very frustrated because I was thinking, why this person can't understand me? It's English. He should be talking English, understanding English. He's in the customer service side. Therefore, he should know. At that point, I stopped myself and said, Patricia, you are thinking like an English person. And English in, in general, not English for England, but like in general. And it's because we are so used to being English, the, 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 let's say, the universal language that sometimes um, people expect that 
everybody in the world is going to speak in English when the reality is I was in France, they don't need to learn the language, so I'm the one that needs to make myself, express myself in a way that they can understand what I'm saying. Uh, and that is my point. We have an advantage. We speak two languages. A lot of those people would dream to try to speak another language and be able to, you know, go around the world and, and know other things and understand other cultures. So be super proud of yourself. Remember, to learn a language is to have one more window from which to look at the world. So go on and open a window of possibilities for you. That is what you need to do. Go. By learning this new language, you will open to an extraordinary possibilities that otherwise you wouldn't have. So why are you going to stop and not doing it? For you, for your family, for everybody else. That is all for me today. I hope you get all these little tips and things that I learned along the line and put it into practice very soon. So have a wonderful, wonderful week and see you next time. Bye! Well, thank you so much for staying with me until the end. And if you like this episode, give me a like and leave a review so I can reach as many people as possible and share the love. Also, you can subscribe and listen to this episode in Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts. If you want the notes of this episode, go to www.la-mantuana.com slash blog. Or if you want to connect with me, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Lamantuana UK or join my community, I am Mantuana on Instagram. I would love to connect with you. It was a pleasure talking to you today. But remember, everybody has a Mantuana inside. Stay with me and discover yours. See you next week. Bye.